0: Star Walker Studios presents Age of Gaming, your podcast dedicated to video games, present and future, and celebrating the journey of gamer culture from your mom's basement to the mainstream. Greetings, gamer, and welcome to Episode 2 of the Age of Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker. Today, I'll be giving my first impressions of Dragon Age Inquisition. Hello, listener. Welcome back to the show. It's so good to be back on the Age of Gaming Podcast This week for episode two. So glad that you've joined me. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about Dragon Age Inquisition. I just got this game uh, last week. I actually got it, I think, the day after it came out, and I've been playing it quite a bit. So I'm going to tell you what I think about it. So, this game is available on the PC, the PS4. The PS3, the Xbox One, and the Xbox 360, and I am playing it on the PS4. So this episode will be a little different from the last one. Last week, I talked about a game that I'd finished, that I'd played quite a bit, And today, I'm talking about a game that just came out. So this is my first impressions of the game. Unlike The Last of Us, which was a pretty one-sided review, I think this review will be a bit more balanced. Lots of people online are raving about this game, and it is pretty good, but it's far from perfect. For whatever reason, people love to polarize on the internet. I'm sure you've noticed this. So you'll hear from people who love a thing or hate it. But uh, these opinions tend to be oversimplified, I think. And I try to give more balanced reviews of things. Uh, There are very few things out there that are perfect and are all good or all bad. And so I try not to get stuck in one or the other. Last week, I talked about how games on the 7th and 8th generation consoles tend to not offer much, if anything, more on the 8th gen console than they do on the 7th. And unfortunately, Dragon Age is no exception to this because it is on both 7th and 8th generation consoles. So I think that that alone has quite a bit to do with my opinions of the game. So let's get into it. What do I think of Dragon Age Inquisition? First of all, I thought I'd talk a little bit about the character creation because that's the first thing that you must do in the game is you must create a character and you get a lot of options here in character creation, almost a ridiculous amount of options. Um, It can be quite a bit overwhelming, especially if you're not like super into that but you have a lot of options to try to make your character look the way that you want your character to look. It may, however, be too many options for you depending on how much you like fiddling with what your character looks like. Also to me, it seems a little bit overdone considering that the character graphics for this game aren't really that great. So it seems like kind of a disconnect To have this many options for tweaking what your character looks like when you know none of the characters look that great in the game because the graphics just aren't that great. There are only two voices to choose from for your character so that is a lot better than a lot of games I played where you don't have any choice for the voices but to give us a choice and then only give us two seems a bit underwhelming it just seems a little overcomplicated. the character creation considering the level that the graphics are at it also takes a long time and as far as i can see there's no way to save a look that you like in case you decide to go back later and play a different class so unless you do a lot of research before you play this game or maybe if you have experience with the other games that might help you out Uh, the other Dragon Age games. But unless that's the case, I think there's a really good chance that you're going to get into the game, you're going to play it for a while and decide you want to make a different character. Maybe you want to make some different choices early on in the game. Maybe you decide you want to play a different class uh, for various reasons. Maybe you don't end up liking the class that you first pick. Or maybe when you get into the party dynamics, you realize that It seems to make more sense in this game to pick your character class based on what fits best with the NPCs you want in your group, as opposed to necessarily what your favorite class is, because you play the NPCs as much as you play your own character. Um, So that's very common in role playing games. I often, especially in MMOs, will will play a character up a few levels and then end up in, in making a totally different character. However, it's kind of a drag in this game because it takes so long to design your character. And there's no way when you finish your character to say, hey, Dragon Age game, I want to save this in case I decide to go make another class later so I can just load this and not have to go through all this again. And there are so many options that, I mean, you could write down what you picked for everyone, but that would be pretty involved. Also, the options aren't quote unquote intelligent which means you basically can can do whatever you want for good or ill. So it's very easy to end up with a very deformed looking character. (laughs) So I would advise while you're making your character to check from all angles very often to make sure that, you know, your character may look great from the front, but you look from the side and you look like some weird freak of evolution. So yeah, be careful with that. And despite the seeming large number of options that there are your options are actually quite limited in variety. Instead of having a large variety of options, instead you have a lot of versions of the same thing. For instance, there aren't very many hairstyles at all. And also the skin colors are quite limited if you're trying to recreate a specific realistic skin color. Um, You just may not be able to do so. So as far as visuals in the game, I think the graphics of the environments and the detail there is pretty good. Um, the world looks looks pretty good. The terrain, the buildings, things like that. The graphics are are decent. They're not like earth shattering or awesome or anything, but they're they're passable. However, the character graphics are not very good at all. The character animations are definitely subpar, and. <laughs> Motion capture used to make this game uh, must have been minimal to the point that I wonder if it was even used at all, Um, especially when you're watching people talk. If you're lucky, their jaws will be moving in time with the speech, but that's the most you're going to get. And sometimes that's not even happening. There's definitely not the realism in watching people talk as there are in pretty much every other game I've played on the PS4. Visually, this game looks much more like a PlayStation 2 game to me or maybe a PC game from over 10 years ago than it does something from the PlayStation 4 or even the PlayStation 3. For instance, I feel like Uncharted 3 on PS3 had far better character graphics than this game does. There are also free-to-play MMOs out there on the PC with better graphics than this. And um, that's really saying something because MMOs tend to have far less fidelity in their graphics than other games made at the same time. (laughs) People's teeth are really screwed up. In fact, I recommend not to even look at people's teeth when they're talking because it's pretty screwed up. And once you see it, it's kind of hard to unsee it. And also fabrics in this game aren't rendered well, as opposed to The Last of Us remastered. These fabrics don't look real. In fact, a lot of them look more like plastic than fabric. And even I've seen screenshots of The the Last of Us from PS3, and even those graphics were way better than this. And don't even get me started on people's hair. Not remotely realistic. As far as the content in this game, there is a lot to do in Dragon Age Inquisition. It will keep you busy for a long time, especially if you're a completionist. If you're someone that that wants to discover everything and do every side quest, you will be playing this game for a long time. There are lots and lots of side quests. I think it works out really nicely how the quests and side quests are handled in the game. You can just kind of wander around the world exploring if you want and just dealing with the things you come across along the way or you can focus on one area at a time and try to get everything in that area done and then go to another area. You can take either strategy and either way you're going to have tons of stuff to do. I really like the complexity in the game. Uh, There's a lot to do as I said And there's also different aspects to the game. I like the kind of kingdom running aspect of the game where you're sending your agents out to do various things. I am really starting to wonder, though, if the folks at Bioware know what the word Inquisition means. (laughs) I still don't. Maybe it comes later in the story, but I still don't see anything about this that is remotely an Inquisition. But anyway... (laughs) There does seem to be a lot as far as the story that has been established in the previous games. Now, I did not play either of the two Dragon Ages. So as someone who is coming into the franchise fresh, it's really pretty confusing. And I've seen people online say that this is supposed to be a great point of entry into the Dragon Age franchise. And I don't agree with that at all. In the beginning of the game, you are plopped down in the middle of a story You have no idea what's going on, and then you're forced to make choices in dialogue referencing things like your family and your past and your place in the world. And you have no frame of reference or idea what choice you should make or what choice would fit your character. Like, you're just like, oh, well, I guess I'll choose that. I have no clue. (laughs) Also, as is common in all the Bioware games I've played, which I've played quite a few, the dialogue choices that are listed, like what the choice says... And then what your character actually says once you choose that are almost always very different. And I've yet to determine in this game if the choices you make in dialogue really matter much at all. Uh, So far, they haven't seemed to. But again, I'm I'm pretty early in the game. Oh, I guess I, I should tell you, I started out playing a mage and I think I played about 13 hours on that character. And then I went and made a different character. And I think I'll go into a little bit later about why I made a different character and my thoughts on that. As far as the gameplay, you can, uh, when you're in combat, you can choose between a third person kind of real time combat mode or a tactical combat mode where you can freeze time and tell each of the people in your party what to do and advance time turn by turn, pretty much, if you want. So this way, you can either get into the nitty gritty uh, when you need to or when you want to and run it almost more like a turn-based strategy game, or you can play it more fast and loose from, you know, just controlling one character and playing it more like a a third-person RPG game. And you can kind of do either whenever you want and I think maybe the idea is here is that you can play kind of fast and loose uh, most of the time if you want to but then in really difficult encounters you can go to the more turn-based route if you want and have more control over things and more strategy I really like the variety of builds that you have for the different classes You have quite a number of ability trees available to you in the beginning of the game, and then further on, you get a specialty tree that you get to pick. So even though there are only three classes in the game, warrior, mage, and rogue, uh, there's actually quite a bit of variety in the types of characters you can make. However, this can be a bit overwhelming to you when you first start the game, Because, you know, you're having to make choices right away about where to put ability points and it's a lot to take in. And even deciding which class you want to play is a lot to take in. And unfortunately, the game itself doesn't give you anything (laughs) to go by when you're picking your class other than like a few sentences blurb about very obvious things about like what a rogue is and what a warrior is and what a mage is that not telling you anything you don't already know. You're going to have to go online or if you have some other like a strategy guide or something to figure out what class is going to work for you because the game isn't going to tell you. You can't view the ability trees when you're making your character. You don't see that until you're actually in the game afterwards. But you can respec your character. So you can't change your class. So if you pick mage, you're stuck being a mage unless you want to make a new character. But you can reallocate your ability points and you can do that in Haven. If you go to where the Armorer is, where you modify your weapons and armor, there's this weird like pole thing that's actually a vendor and you can buy a, I think it's an amulet there, but as soon as you open the interface, it's the first thing you see You can buy that and that will reset all of your ability points. The first time you do it, you can do it for only one gold. And then after that, it's something around 350 gold, at least for the first time. I don't know if it goes up every time. It probably does. Most games I've played with this every time it goes up, but I'm not sure. For me, the leveling speed feels about right. A lot of the MMOs and RPGs I've played in the past, you level way too quickly for my taste and the leveling speed in Dragon Age feels about right to me. I really like the power mechanic in the game uh, because it gives you an in-world reason and justification for doing all these side quests because in a lot of rpgs i've played it kind of breaks verisimilitude a bit you know you're on this you know hero's journey this very important quest to save the world or whatever and yet you know you're stopping along the way to find some kid's lost dog or whatever so this game actually addresses that with the power mechanic and you gain power by doing things to strengthen the inquisition in the area and doing things for people basically side quests And you need a certain amount of power to do the kind of the more story quest to advance yourself through the game. And every time you do one of those, you spend that power and then you have to regain power again. So I I really like that aspect of the game. I also really like the influence mechanic and the Inquisition ranks like power. This adds like another layer to the game, another aspect to the gameplay and basically as you do things for the inquisition you gain influence which is almost like a different kind of xp and you have levels just like your character levels of influence and each time you get a new level of influence or an inquisition rank i think it's called you get a point that you can spend to get an inquisition perk and there are all kinds of things you can get with that which is pretty cool I also really like that you can map your abilities on your controller however you want. Now, you know if you're playing the PC game version, this probably isn't a big deal because you can do this with pretty much any PC game, but it is nice playing on a console to be able to set up your controls how you want. I really like that. Unfortunately, I don't think that the third person or the tactical combat versions of running combat, I don't think either one are really done very well. I think the game would have been a lot better if they just would have picked one of those and really done it well as opposed to having both, but they're both kind of mediocre. The third person doesn't really feel quite right in combat. The moving and positioning is kind of clunky. And when you're in tactical mode, you can't control the zoom of the camera, and it's often very awkward and hard to see what you really want to see and, and you can easily get lost trying to move your camera around in the tactical mode. So it they're just both kind of clunky and not very refined. Again, it's trying to do too many things at once. I think that Dragon Age is trying to please two very different types of player here, but I am afraid that in the end it's going to maybe not please either very much. Also, another criticism I have of the game is I have not found any way that you can see your relationship scores with the NPCs. So like in a lot of Bioware games, you can gain and lose approval with the NPCs in your party and other NPCs you interact with. There's no way to see that score and see where you're at. The game does tell you when you gain or lose approval, but that's it. Also moving about in the world, jumping over things and climbing terrain feels pretty buggy. Uh, which again is par for the course with Bioware games in my experience. The gameplay seems overly complex to me with having to control and advance four characters. I would personally much rather play a game where I have one character to deal with so I can really get into that character and have fun with that character. Now, you can let the AI handle the other characters' actions and their advancement, but I'm not sure how well you'll do in the game if you do this. I'm kind of assuming that at least later in the game when things get more difficult that you're going to want to take control of those things to to really succeed. So basically you have to learn all of the classes and specialties in order to be able to make the most of your group and and intelligently uh, spend those points for all the, the characters in your party and again, I'd rather just focus on one character in one class and master that as opposed to having to learn everything. Also, this seems to make your choice of your character pretty much irrelevant, <laughs> except for during the cutscenes and when you're in Haven at which point you can only play your character. It seems to be in this game more about making a character that fits well with the group you want to play as opposed to making a character you want to play. To me, this seems much more like a party simulation game than an RPG. The jury's still out for me on this, Uh, whether or not the party mechanics will just be kind of an annoyance, or whether it'll end up being a deal breaker in the end. But I definitely don't see this as a plus. I guess this is a good point to talk about how I change characters because I started out playing a mage because I usually enjoy playing mages in, in RPGs. And for various reasons, I finally decided to make a different character after I'd played my mage for like 13 hours. One of the reasons was just because of the whole problem with the third person versus tactical combat. And the mage seemed really boring in the third person combat and also in the tactical combat. And once I realized that in combat, you can play any of the characters in your group, I found myself playing the rogue in my group a lot more. So I thought I would make a rogue and then I could have more fun in combat actually playing my character instead of one of the NPCs. Also, another thing is when you start the game, you start out with three NPCs that can be in your party. You have a sword and board fighter, an archer-type rogue, and a mage. So really, uh, from a party balance point of view, you really want your character to be either a warrior or a rogue because you don't really want two mages in your party And honestly, you really don't want two rogues in your party. If you're going to go for what would be the best party, you're pretty much stuck making a two-handed weapon-wielding warrior to fit best with the characters that you have starting out the game. Now, later on, you do unlock more characters, and I did get, with my mage, I got to the point where I had more characters... And I didn't find any of the combats that challenging up to that point. And I was playing with two mages. So it's not that big of a deal because you will ultimately get more characters. What I would recommend doing is go online somewhere where you can learn about the different NPCs you can have in your group and decide which of the NPCs you're going to want to play with and then make your character the character that would best fit in that group. For instance, I really like one of the mage NPCs in the game and I really wanted to have her in my group, so that was another reason that I decided that I didn't want to play a mage as my main character because I would have ended up having two mages in my group for pretty much the whole game which is definitely not optimal. And I also ended up picking a rogue partly because I didn't really care for any of the rogue characters in the game and you know there were other characters I liked a lot better so I was like well the the rogues are my least favorite of the NPCs so I'll play a rogue so that to me seems like a very backwards way to pick your character you should be able to pick the character that you want to play and not have to worry about all this party stuff which again is why For me the jury's out on the whole party thing and it may end up being something that for me at least prevents this game from being as good as maybe it could have been also and this is a very personal thing but i really don't like all the religion in the game it gets really tiresome now i understand that's part of the fantasy trope for a lot of people is you got to have these messed up religions or whatever But the whole like your character, and I don't think this is much of a spoiler. Your character is like the very cliche chosen one of some kind. And that is just so overused and so cliche that to me, it's a real turnoff for the story. I mean, a little tiny bit of originality here on the part of Bioware uh, with the plot would have gone a long way for me. And, you know, it's bad enough to have all this religion in the game. But you're constantly getting your notes shoved into it because your character is the chosen one. You just can't get away from it. So not a fan of that personally. Unfortunately for me, the biggest issue with this game is the huge amount of bugs in the game. And Well, not a huge amount maybe, but more than I like to see in a a finished game. It would be fine in a beta. There are a lot of graphic and animation bugs in this game, which again is common to every Bioware game I've ever played. This seems to be just a staple of their games for some reason, I don't know why. They just don't seem to have good character artists and their animations are always subpar. For whatever reason, they don't seem able or willing to produce a game that isn't filled with animation bugs. So some of these bugs include things like characters' feet being inside the terrain instead of on top of it, NPCs disappearing and reappearing at random, and numerous pathing errors, including uh, NPCs pathing in fast motion to get where they're supposed to be. There are also some conversation bugs I've found where you'll enter a conversation and the game will just freeze, forcing you to exit the game and restart it. Or you'll go into a conversation and the conversation will seem to play out, but there's no audio. Uh, Both of these involve uh, or require you restarting the game. And you could perhaps lose progress in the game because of this, because it basically the game is stuck in this conversation and you can't get out so you can't save before you restart the game sometimes i've noticed you will also just lose sound in combat entire entirely sometimes it comes back and sometimes it doesn't now maybe some of these bugs will be fixed in patches But considering this is Bioware, I am not hopeful of that. For instance, I recently played uh, Star Wars The Old Republic again, and there are still animation and graphic bugs in that game that we complained about to Bioware during the beta. (laughs) And this is a PC MMO, which tends to be much easier to fix things like that than in a console game. For whatever reason, Bioware just doesn't seem to care about the quality of their character animations, or they just really aren't very good at it. (laughs) So what is the verdict for me on Dragon Age? It's a little early to tell. I've been having fun with the game, but for me, in a lot of ways, the jury's still out. There is definitely a lot to do in this game, and there's a lot to keep you busy. However, the story is very cliche and unoriginal, and it seems very shallow and kind of two-dimensional to me so far. So I'm not sure if the story will keep my interest throughout the game. But again, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface of this game. So this is definitely something that could vastly improve as I get more into the story. Also, I think that the awkwardness of the combat could also end up being more or less of an issue as the game goes on. Only time will tell but it could be something that I eventually get tired of dealing with and don't really wanna play anymore, or I could end up deciding that the other aspects of the game make it worthwhile to kinda deal with the clunky combat. The at least appearance of having options in conversations with NPCs is very appealing, especially compared to a lot of MMOs where you have no choice in what your character says or does, however, it's yet to be seen to me if these options really matter much at all. So far, the game has been extremely linear, even with these options and all of the, you know, the dialogue options and all of the side quests are more like smoke and mirrors, disguising the linear nature of the game than actually giving you options in how you progress. But again, this is something that may change as I get more into the game. Although the graphics and animation bugs don't keep me from enjoying the game, they are an annoyance. Also, the quality of graphics and animations come nowhere near that of games like The Last of Us Remastered, Infamous Second Son, or even Destiny. I do feel like I'm playing a 6th generation game on an 8th generation console. I suspect that I will finish the game, and I'm sure it will get me through quite a few winter weeks, but I do not at this point think that it will end up being one of my favorite games on the PlayStation 4. So I thought I would give you a couple tips about the game. Uh, Again, I haven't had a lot of experience with it yet, so I'm sure there are other places where you can get more tips than what I can give you. However, and I kind of covered this a little bit, but definitely consider playing a rogue or a warrior. Um, You will have a better balanced party in the beginning because, again, you start out with a, a warrior, a rogue, and a mage as NPCs in your party and you're better off having two warriors than two mages or two rogues. Also, if you get the game at Target, at least when I got it, I got a free strategy guide for the game. And let me see here. It is uh, Prima Games strategy guide, and uh, I've found it very, very helpful. I've been avoiding the the spoiler parts of it because, you know, it's a strategy guide, so it goes into everything. Uh, but it was really great for learning about the different classes and abilities and and how that stuff works. So if you haven't bought the game yet, maybe see if Target's still having that deal. It's a pretty good deal. It's the same price as you're going to pay for it anywhere else. Also, uh, another tip, and this is really a tip, I think, for any game (laughs) that you buy almost is I really recommend you buy the physical disc always buy the disc and there's a couple reasons for that for one thing if you have more than one person in your household that might want to play the game for instance me and my wife uh, as long as you don't want to play it together in multiplayer or you don't want to play it at the same time if you have the disc you can share it but if you download the game from the playstation store uh, you can't share it. Or if you do, they have to play in your account, which means you can't both be playing PlayStation at the same time. Or if you have the disc, you can both be playing on your consoles at the same time. You just can't play the same game. And also, if you later want to resell the game, you can. <laughs> so this is great if you end up not liking the game or if you just you know beat the game and don't ever want to play it again. So I'm sure I will be playing Dragon Age Inquisition for quite a while, so I will probably bring it up on the show again in the future, perhaps after I've beat the game. That would be a great time to kind of come on and and give my my thoughts on it again, and it will be interesting to see how my opinions change after I've put more time into the game. And I think Nikki's going to play it too. So if she does, I'll have her on in a future episode and get her thoughts on the game as well. Well, that's going to wrap up the second episode of Age of Gaming. And thank you so much for tuning in again. If you would like to email me, you can reach me at ageofgamingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Google Plus. Just search for Lex Starwalker. And you can follow me on Twitter at Lex Starwalker. Please visit our website and check out the show notes. That's starwalkerstudios.com slash ageofgaming. So once again, thank you so much for listening and thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. Until next time, respawn and get back in there, gamer. This has been a Starwalker Studios production. Your source for quality gaming and hobby podcasts. This episode's music provided by Clown Dubstep and Mind Cleaner. Please see the show notes for details at starwalkerstudios.com slash ageofgaming.